Do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. For if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes, and there also comes in a poor man in dirty clothes, and you pay special attention to the one who is wearing the fine clothes and say, You, sit here in a good place. And you say to the poor man, You, stand over there, sit down by my footstool. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? Listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith, heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Is it not the rich who oppress you, personally drag you into court? Do they not blaspheme the fair name by which you have been called? <sighs> That's as good as it's going to get from here on in. You heard from the beginning, Cameron's over there. Hi! I drank coffee while she sang, so I'm over here. <laughs> and we're here this week to tell you that they are never us, unless we are them. Sure, yeah, okay. This uh, will all make sense by the end. Okay. I have three, count them, three related stories. Once again? Yes, once again. Will this there ever theme, be... This theme is... Worse than last week's. Oh, okay. <laughs> Will there ever be non-three related? Just three random stories? Depends on the world. But oh. when they start giving me, when they give me this many fish in the barrel, I shoot them. Okay. Okay. That's, Aim well. Those are my rules. You ready? You're going to love this week. Okay. Not quite as good as last week, but still. Okay. Story number one. All right. Bugs in the food chain. My first thought was Bugs Bunny. <laughs> he said bugs. I'm like, he eats rabbits. He eats rabbits. He's a rabbit who eats he carrots. Eats <laughs> he is rabbits. He eats carrots. I am so confused. But okay, then Bugs Bugs, like insect bugs, not the Bugs The European Bunny. Union's landmark <clears throat> decision last week to approve insects for human consumption was a victory for grubs and maggots. And no, it's people not. the world over. They're getting eaten. That's not a victory for them. Yeah. Anybody consulted the bugs on this? Maggots have feelings too. Mm, maybe. <laughs> but not taken into consideration. Maybe they don't want to be eaten. And again, why is a bunch of moronic people making a decision that, yes, you can eat these things? These things are what? Are they chefs? Are they cooks? Hang on, hang Do they come on. with recipes? <laughs> Wait, there's more. Oh, no. The approval confers a kind of dignity to the lowly, protein-rich micro-beasts that we foolishly dismiss as pests and delivers a clear signal that the insect proteins industry... There is no such thing. <laughs> ...is poised for significant growth. Above all, it paves the way for an alternative protein source that should play a critical role in feeding a hotter, more populous world. They don't mean hotter as it will be more attractive to feed the bugs. <laughs> they mean 
Global warming is going to kill us all. Of course, if global warming kills us all, will anybody be here to eat the bugs? No, just more bugs. Okay. So, again, I don't want to be... Now, I, yes, a do. bug farm? I mean... Wait. Oh, no. Humans have been consuming edible insects from crickets and grasshoppers to fire ants and termites since before the dawn of civilization. That's not true. That can't and be true. 80% of the world's population throughout Asia, Africa, and Latin America continues to eat bugs today. But U.S. consumers have been slow on the uptake. Even, yeah, get, get with it, people. Come on. Get with the program. We have cows. Yeah. You Western civilization first worlders, <laughs> eat the bugs. No. Even as the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved insects for human consumption years ago, a niche market has niche, 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 no, niche, 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 a niche, niche market. market. Not a niche, a niche. That's one of those words that always sounds like you should have to say it with your pinky up. So. You do. Yeah, you, have to wiggle, you have to wiggle your nose to say it, wrinkle your nose right, to say fine. it. Niche. A niche market has emerged with snack foods such as chirp chips and exo protein bars. Let's try some chirp chips. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Why does that sound like an insult on the little rascals? I know. Ah, chirp chips. <laughs> yeah, really. No. And when the FDA approved insects for pet foods earlier this year, brands including Purina began sourcing bugs for their products. Really? Now you know why the dog hates his food. Yes. But no the single biggest eating. opportunity <laughs> lies further down the food chain. Is that going to be a thing? I just thought of that. What? Like right now, it's like pork and turkey flights, like turkey and beans or, you know, duck and sweet potatoes. Am I going to get like cockroach flavored dog food at some point down? Uh, nope, because I'm not buying it. <laughs> so we're not getting it. <laughs> are, are we going to be able to get the John the Baptist dog food flavored with locusts and wild honey? <laughs> <laughs> but the single biggest opportunity lies further down the food chain as a game changing ingredient <clears throat> in livestock feed. President Joe Biden's FDA should make the necessary regulatory changes to clear the way for increased insect supply to animal feed markets. Because animals out in the wide open pasture don't eat enough bugs on their own. In 2020, global investments in insect protein nearly doubled to about $475 million, and analysts expect the market to exceed $4.1 billion in the next five years. Ah. <sighs> I got some hippie chow for you. A recent Rabobank report predicts that the 10,000 metric tons of insects currently farmed per year will soar to 500,000 metric tons annually by 2030. The environmental benefits of insect proteins both for human and animal consumption are astounding. No, they're not. Black soldier fly larvae. Uh, we know one thing about this article now. Uh, they're racist. They're racist. Yep. Why the soldier fly larvae got to be black, huh? Anyway. <laughs> in particular, hold promise. Known in the industry by the acronym BSFL, because they're black soldier fly larvae. <laughs> I mean, for those in people, the ones As that are in the know. Hey, I should let this guy in a little secret that, you know, people that, people that know about the Federal Bureau of Investigation, they refer to it as the FBI. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And the Central Intelligence Agency is the CIA. CIA. <laughs> anyway. Which there is none. These infant bugs serve as a high-quality chicken and fish feed. I'm not a chicken or a fish. And require 1,000 times less land per unit of protein produced. Say that three times fast. Um, 1,000 times less land per unit of protein produced. Compared to soy production, between 50 and 100 times less water and zero agrochemical inputs. Now, here's where this goes. Well, I'm trying to figure out how much does one of these, how much protein does one of these little 
thingabobs have. And in order it's to not, get... Uh, no, no, it's not how much protein they have. It's how much protein they have by comparison. So what, what they're arguing is it's 1,000 times less land per unit of protein. So okay. the amount of land required for a gram of protein from soybeans is 1,000 times greater than the land required for a gram of protein from BSFLs. Okay. It's also 50 and 100 to 100 times less water for that single gram of protein. And no agrochemical inputs as opposed to non-agrochemicals. Gotcha. Now, where this goes is, see, you don't need your land. You don't need that job. We can grow bugs for your livestock. And we all know once we grow the bugs for the livestock, what we're doing next. You know where they're going next. When in doubt, eat the bugs. No. Eat the bugs. No. They're good for you. No. They're yummy. No. (laughs) Okay. John the Baptist was an outcast in the society, okay? (laughs) Just because he did it doesn't mean I'm going to. No. He was also beheaded. Wouldn't go that route, too? (laughs) No. Well, (laughs) in defense, there's a reason why John the Baptist ate locusts and wild honey. Well, God said he was going to. He was also poor. Yeah, he was poor. I mean, There's a reason why 80% of the world's population throughout Asia, Africa, and Latin America, known as the third and second world, world. Yeah, notice it's the poor. first world countries that are like, you know, we have beef. We don't need to eat the bugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to eat Save the bugs, for the poor go people. for it, but we don't need to eat the bugs. So now we're going to start taking the bugs from the poor people. So what are they going to eat next? Air and sunshine? Be a plant in the corner. Apparently, they didn't think this one all the way through because now they're going to take the poor people's food. No, no. They did <clears> think <throat> this one all the way through. And Christians, you need to think this one okay. all the way through. Now, is eating bugs evil? Mm-mm. No. There are people who, well, you do it unintentionally, they say. Well, like, no, no. Is, is, is intentionally <clears throat> sitting down to a big old bowl of, like, grasshoppers evil? Yes. <laughs> no, no it's not sinful no it's not sinful evil yes it sinful no <laughs> it is no more evil but, than broccoli and broccoli is evil i like broccoli i rest my case <laughs> don't no, make my um, arguments for me okay you're a good point all right but no, no it's, it's not evil it's, it's not sinful i mean god this is protein it's not evil so you're not a bad person if you want no. to eat the bugs and there are people who've tried it and what like happens it, when the society though demands that you eat the bugs oh now we got a problem there you go why do we got a problem because my conscience says no <laughs> and i cannot go against my conscience for what is right and uh, no um, I can't. Uh, it's just not, no. Now, here's why we're laughing about this, but here's why these stories pop up every few years. Uh, yeah. And this will connect back to the Bible verse that we read at the beginning and the little joke that I made at the beginning about us and them. Story number two, okay. before we get to a punchline. All right. New food to embrace. All right. What's my, for dinner? My son will not like the it. The answer matters at every level. Food connects the personal to the planetary. Agriculture uses half the world's hospitable land and accounts for more than 30% of global emissions. There's no slant here, by the way. I guess that's not totally true. Food production links the great bio-geochemical cycles of carbon and nitrogen, both on a planetary level and also in specific factories that combine natural gas with nitrogen and oxygen from the air to produce agricultural fertilizer on the one hand and carbon dioxide for use in food processing on the other. 
when one such factory in Teesside in northern England recently threatened to shut down because of the high natural gas prices, the government had to step in to prevent food supply chains from collapsing. So here's the setup. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. We have a global chain going on. <clears throat> Fortunately, here's the good news. See? Yay, the government saved us. Technologies are emerging that promise to produce food in new ways. In large volumes, with less inhumane factory farming and a lower environmental footprint. These range from bioreactors that grow meat to indoor vertical farms and new ways of producing fish. I like how we're just going to gloss over that grow growing meat. meat yeah, like what are the cows going to be stacked up on? <laughs> I mean, vertical farms. Okay, so we're going to stack the cows. Such them. techniques could make a huge difference. Three quarters no. of agricultural land is used for livestock, for example. So it's easy to see how steaks made from plant-based protein or grown in vats from cells <laughs> could, re- could greatly reduce factory farming <laughs> And land and water use, and produced fewer emissions. No, be, no, it's still a factory. It's not I'm just natural. Gonna, I'm no. just going to throw this in here real quick. Please do if quickly. You've never seen it? Go watch it, or at least read the synopsis. Moses himself starred in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Soylent Green. Okay. Just have fun. Go go research that later. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I think of every time I read these stories. New foods and processes on offer today present opportunities to create delicious and sustainable new traditions. Western consumers should put aside their reservations about eating crickets and give plant-based burgers, 3D-printed steaks, and vat-grown artificial tuna a try. Regulators, especially in Europe and America, should streamline their processes for approving cultured meat, be more open to gene-editing crops, as Britain said it would be last week, and speed up approval of edible insects for animal feed and human consumption. A wholesale reimagining of the food system is needed, but that will be possible only if both consumers and regulators are prepared to be more daring about what to eat for dinner. No. One, aren't we always fussing about non-GMOs and now we're going to start generating food in a lab? Now, okay, if they you're ever going to, against if it. If they get to the, um, the Star Trek food re- uh, replicator thingamabob, I might be in. Gotcha. Where you go over the wall and like you punch in three buttons and it produces like pot roast. But is it really pot roast? I don't know. Well, it's I want to know. Cool. <laughs> it's just cool. Maybe Can it just transports pot roast from someplace else. I have no idea. I Pulls it out of the ether. I have no idea. No, okay. Again, the, I, I am sorry. All of this stuff, it sounds like science fiction that they're trying to make oh, true, no. only not looking down the road as to all it's the potential deadly aim- it's stuff. It's science reality. Now, what? here's the thing. It's science reality, not science fiction. They're, they're going down this road. Why? Because they've been eating the bugs? No. Man, they're not eating the bugs. You know they're not eating That's the bugs. I know they're not eating the bugs, <laughs> and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. No. Why? They have? What was the shame in the first article? Oh, farmers. No, 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 no. Oh, the first article, the first one. Yeah, oh, the, the first shame? world. How dare you be better than everybody else? Or how dare you be rich and not have What's the to shame do this? in the second article? You've got to loosen up your ideas about yeah. food. The example, I, I didn't include this in our little synopsis that I read, but the example that they gave was how, you know, you couldn't imagine Southeast Asian cuisine without chili peppers. Okay. They're from the Americas. Okay. They're only in Southeast Asian cuisine in the last hundred years. Gotcha. You couldn't imagine American or European life without coffee or tea. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have any coffee or tea until the 17th century because those come from China. 
Southeast Asia yeah, as Asia, well. Yeah. So it wasn't until the 17th century that those items routinely got back in, and they didn't routinely get into the diet of common people until probably the 18th or maybe the 19th century. Yeah. So we expanded on those foods. Why can't we expand on these? See, the shame is your cultural mores, your understanding of how food looks, how you eat, needs to be broadened and relaxed. Here's why. You've heard the, have you ever heard the story of the camel's nose? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. The camel puts his nose under the tent because it's cold out. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the shepherd and he's like, you know, it's really cold out here. And you have this big tent. And it'd be nice if I could maybe put my whole head in the tent to warm up. And he puts his whole tent in. And then he's like, well, you know, I got shoulders and they're a little cold. And then he gets his shoulders in there. And by the time he's done, he, the whole stinking camel is in, the, in tent. the tent. And now what's the problem? <laughs> There's no room for anybody There's else. There's no room, so the shepherd now has to get out of the tent so the camel can have the space in the tent. And so by the time you're done, the shepherd's outside and the camel's in. This is where the phrase, the camel's nose Does. into the tent, mm-hmm. comes from. This is how all slippery slope arguments start, because this is how culture is undone. We, uh, we've t- I've talked about this um, in my Sunday morning Bible study that I teach. This is the history of Israel. It's just... One bug... It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, we just, it's just one little surrender down the road. Now, again, this is why it was important to why I asked you, is eating the bugs evil? No. No, no, it's not. If you want to eat the bugs, eat the stinking bugs. Is castigating a culture because of its food choices evil? Yes. Yes, 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 it is. is. Now, unless that food choice isn't of itself sinful, Sinful. like, well, we like eating, you know, small children. Okay, that's a problem. Because in order to eat the small children, we have to kill the small children, and that's bad. Yes, that's now murder. Yes. (laughs) We can't do that. So unless you have an actual moral foundation to that food choice, the food choices you have are not in and of themselves typically evil. Correct. Correct. This is how worldly culture operates though it attacks a little bit here how is this going to affect your marriage how is this marriage going to affect your adoptions how is and it just slowly snowballs all the while what is the reality for the those that are not us and i'm going to answer that with story number three okay hidden meat hidden meat hidden meat okay This May, Chef Daniel Hum had announced with much flowery fanfare that his 11 Madison Park restaurant would reopen in June from its pandemic closure with a fully plant-based vegan menu. But not just any meager meatless menu, it's 12 courses for $335. 12 courses. 30 bucks a course. 30 bucks a course. Well, not quite. Not quite. Was that 28 bucks a course, give or yeah. take? Yeah. Okay. So 12 courses, 335 So it's for the elite, anyway. <clears throat> and there's no meat in it. Hum hammered his message home by telling the New York Times the restaurant would no longer serve meat or seafood. <coughs> Huffing, the current food system is simply not sustainable in so many ways. The eatery would only use animal products by offering milk and honey for coffee and tea service, he insisted. However, you knew that was coming. Oh, yeah, there's got to be. It seems those principles are off of the plate in the restaurant's private dining room. Ah. Which insiders say is targeted to corporate events and is a big moneymaker for the establishment. 
The private dining room at 11 Madison Park comes complete with a meat-heavy menu that includes foie gras, beef tenderloin, roasted chicken, and pork. New York Times food critic Pete Wells just slaughtered the restaurant in his review, adding at the end, it's some kind of metaphor for Manhattan where there's always a higher level of luxury, a secret room where the rich eat roasted tenderloin while everyone else gets an eggplant canoe. Yes. Page six has exclusively obtained the private dining room menu, which features dishes such as the highly controversial foie gras, beef carpaccio, and butter poached lobster with Mm. black truffle and celery root. I looked at the menus, scallops, you name it, it's up there. Yeah. Prices for a seven-course tasting menu at the meaty private dining room run up to $285 per person or $295 with a reserve wine pairing. It's a cheap wine. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 20 bucks a bottle. 20 bucks. <laughs> I had to say, yuck. I can get a that rep, the store. This is, a, this is my favorite. A rep for the restaurants and, and Hum. Hum is the chef. Okay. Who has been dating the wife of late Steve Jobs billionaire philanthropist Laureen Powell Jobs. Like that mean, makes any difference in this. They're all anyway. connected. Yeah, they are. They are all connected. So the representative for the restaurant in Hum said, We do not comment on restaurant reviews. A second restaurant source insisted the meat dishes were prepared in a separate kitchen and from I put a comma where there wasn't one. Were prepared in a separate kitchen from the vegan fair and claimed foie gras had not been on the private dining menu since the restaurant reopened as a plant-based venue. The source somewhat officially also claimed the private dining room is operated as a separate business to the main restaurant, even though it clearly bears the same name and branding on its menu. <laughs> See, Sorry, we, didn't we ain't believing this. <clears throat> we didn't do that. Wasn't and me. if we did, we didn't do all of that. And even if we did do it, it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't me. We did it. Yeah, it's this, okay. this is Shaggy Fiala, the great prophet Shaggy. It wasn't me. <laughs> but saw, it's in your own restaurant. I saw you eating foie gras. It wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> it was in my own restaurant. <laughs> wasn't me. You even served it in the same kitchen. Wasn't me. Oh, yeah. He got a different chef to cook This is This yeah. is why I joke. They are never us unless, unless we, we are them. them. Yeah. See, this is why. It's a hierarchy. It's a caste system. This is why. For. Now, welcome to Biblical Worldview, because this is why James 2 was what I read and where we started. Because what does, what changes the hearts and minds of men? God the work does. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Spirit. What is the vehicle by which hearts and minds of men are changed? The gospel. The gospel message. What is foundational to the gospel message? The equality of pitifulness of all humanity. We are all equally bad at the foot of the cross, and in Christ we are all equally exalted before the throne of God because of his work. Therefore, when you look at another person in the here and now, you see what? A broken sinner in need Mm -hmm. of grace and salvation, or a redeemed sinner in need of discipleship and encouragement. That's it. Yep. There's still a sinner. When we buy into the distinctions, what we're really saying is that the world system is what we follow. And by definition, the world system is broken and lying. Yes. The only offer they have is destruction. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. And this is what I mean. Have you ever have you ever noticed though? Pay attention. And this is this is I'm not I'm not trying to be that guy, so put your tinfoil hat away. <laughs> all right. So far they've all been true, but anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> sadly it's the guys wearing the tinfoil hats the last two years that have been the most right. You say it ain't it ain't a conspiracy <sighs> when it's true. It's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not paranoia when they really yeah. are out to get you. Yeah, exactly. Now, 
Put your tinfoil hat away still, though. It's not worth it. Not to mention, who still has tinfoil? I do. No, you don't. Yeah, it's just aluminum you foil. Have aluminum foil. <laughs> if you still have tinfoil, you've been saving that puppy. That's a hat. Don't get rid of it. Exactly. <laughs> that hat. My yeah. grandpappy's tinfoil hat. Anyway. Yeah, that's 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 a real deal with real McCoy right there. Pay attention, <laughs> though, to the solutions to the world's problems. Mm-hmm. I'm not making a commentary or an evaluation in any way on any of these problems. But global warming, what's the solution? Kill people. You have to fundamentally alter your way of life and give some group of elite people in government more power. Yes. You need to get rid of this. You need to install that. And the only way to install that is to have the government pay for it. So we need to raise taxes, blah, 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 do whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. Overpopulation. There's too many people on the planet. Well, we can't just go around murdering people. So what do we need to do? We need to change the fundamental way in which we live and give a group of elites in government the power. more power. The power to decide who should and who shouldn't and when and all that. Coronavirus. <clears throat> We're all going to die. What must we do? We must fundamentally change the way we live and interact and give a group of elites in government more power. Pick a problem. What's the solution? Give somebody else You need power. to fundamentally change the way uh-huh. you live and interact while giving a group of elites in the government more, more power. power. It's almost like sin corrupts and wants to create dueling societies where there are rules for thee but not for me. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between us and them. Yeah. We don't know who they are. We just know that they're not us. And no matter who that is in human history, that has created problems. Welcome to why Germans had insults for American soldiers and Americans had insults for German soldiers. And there was racism from the American soldiers against the Japanese and and racism against the Japanese towards the Americans and the Japanese towards the Russians and the Chinese towards the Japanese and the Japanese towards the Chinese and Koreans. Because in order to fight against you, I have to first hate you so yes. i will do what i need to do in order to hate you other it mm-hmm. what's the cure for that the gospel how you see mm-hmm. people you welcome see people. to why the fundamental reaction to all of these problems is you need to change the way you live and give a group of elites in the government more power in other words you need to abandon your first principles and your foundation and walk a different way christian The gospel calls you to hold to your principles because they are built upon Christ. And if they are not built upon Christ, then you need to then cast them out. Mm -hmm. You've already done this in Christ. Yes. Welcome to the copy that Satan operates in day in and day out. This This is the way of the world. We don't have anything new under the sun. We don't have a new way to trick you. So all we're going to do is repackage it, you know, put new wrapping paper on it, put new frosting on the cake. You know, put a big fancy bow on top and then sell you the same lie we've been selling since the garden. Mm -hmm. Did God really say? Pay attention to the solutions. Pay attention to what they want. Because again, Christian, if you need to change the way you eat, change the way you eat. If this is what you can afford to eat, then this is what you can afford to eat. No Mm -hmm. shame, no problem. But if the solution to every problem seemingly is abandon all of your principles and just do what we tell you, there's already someone who's done that for you, Christian, and his name is Christ. Surrender to him and to him alone. See, did yeah. I tell you today was going to be fun? It was definitely interesting. I'm glad I ate lunch first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd want to eat, eat. Actually, I enjoyed lunch even more now. <laughs> there you go. I can still taste it. Yes. So what have we learned here today, children? Don't eat the bugs. The world hates you. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. Nothing is sacred when it comes to sin. Mm-mm. And elitists have not changed 
one little bit. No, they have not. And don't worry, one day they too shall reap the benefits of their rewards. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but unfortunately, I think it's not going to be till eternity. But that's part of the view of the uh-huh. Christian is we play the long game yep. because all that is done in the darkness will one day be shown to the light. Yep. And therefore, we can rest. So until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye. Bye.